please go ahead. Okay, so um, my name is Sebastian Schaffert. I'm senior researcher at Salzburg Research in Austria. I'm mainly concerned with uh, social software and the semantic web, uh, particularly with semantic wikis. And I welcome you to uh, the first session of the semantic wikis mini-series, which will cover um, the wiki way to the semantic web, a survey of the landscape and state of the art in semantic wikis. And I'm co-chairing this session with, uh, with Max Völkel, and he will maybe quickly introduce himself also. Okay, hi. So I'm Max Völkel from FZI in Karlsruhe, and I'm doing my PhD. And I'm fascinated by semantic wikis mostly for personal knowledge management, but also in a broader way. Okay, can you please advance to slide two? So, uh, the intention of our session is to give you um, a, a rough overview over the topic of semantic wikis. So, we'll start with an introduction um, that gives you an idea of what a semantic wiki actually is. Then, Max will present history of uh, the semantic wiki community and the different semantic wiki engines, and uh, he will also present state of the art. And I will finish with uh, trends that I see in the semantic wiki research area. Uh, slide three, please. Four. So, to start with an introduction, um, I'll start with wiki principles. I'll also give you an overview over the so-called meter web. Uh, I'll present you two perspectives on semantic wikis and the characteristics of semantic wikis and also show you an example how semantic wikis um, can look like and what kind of data they can represent. Uh, slide five, please. So I'd like to start with, the, uh, with what I call the wiki principles because um, that's something that is very important to, uh, to the whole idea because uh, this is what we wanted to carry over to the semantic web. So the first one is, and that's very important, uh, wikis allow anyone to edit. So anyone who wants to can participate in the creation of content and in the further evolution of content. The second principle is that wikis are easy to use. They don't require additional software. They run in the browser. Um, you can just click on edit and um, edit the content as you like because you found an error or you wanted to contribute something. The third main aspect is that wiki content is very easy to link because there's a, a straightforward linking syntax. And as a consequence, the content that you usually find in wikis is very strongly connected via hyperlinks. The fourth aspect is that wikis support versioning of all changes. And this is also very important because it uh, takes away um, a mental block from people because you cannot do anything wrong in a wiki. If you, if you change something and you click, click on save and you accidentally deleted something, it is still there. You can easily revert to the previous version um, of the content. And uh, this helps uh, especially people who are uh, not confident about what they are doing and it makes it much easier to contribute content. And the last aspect um, that's maybe not so common um, in it, maybe doesn't belong to the common understanding, but I think that wikis also support all kinds of media. And we'll maybe later see what I, uh, uh, what I believe uh, this could mean. So we can, um, in wikis, we can also have uh, images, we can have uh, embedded flash slides, 
like on SlideShare, we can share videos and so on. So these are the, the five fundamental principles that I see in wikis, and we want to carry them over to the semantic web. So slide six, please. This is a famous slide um, from Nova Spivak. He's uh, nowadays working on a, in a company called Twine, which is developing one of the most interesting semantic web applications and social software applications uh, that are nowadays in development. And Nova Spivak in 2005 um, a coin, uh, coined a term MetaWeb. And the MetaWeb for him is, um, as you can see on the slide, the, uh, the meeting point of a high degree of social connectivity and a high degree of information connectivity. So if you, if you take the web of the 1990s, you have a very low degree of uh, social connectivity and a very low degree of information connectivity because um, the web was, uh, although it was meant for com communication, it was hard to contribute. You could only do hyperlinks. Um, you couldn't uh, really interact with each other. And uh, there are two parallel developments nowadays taking place. The one is the semantic web, which tries to improve information connectivity, which tries to um, make it simpler to exchange information, uh, integrate information, connect information, annotate information, and embed it in uh, semantic networks. So you can um, see the most, the highest degree of information connectivity is artificial intelligence. You also find the, the semantic web, you find uh, personal assistance, intelligent agents, and so on. The other development which is taking place in parallel is uh, the web 2.0, which is a bit fuzzy. Uh, it means social software, which is uh, characterized by a very high degree of social connectivity. Um, email, group where, wikis, you have, the, you have web blogs, uh, you have social networks, and so on. And the meter web is where these two things meet. So the meter web means semantic web blocks. It means um, the global brain, which uh, Nova Spielberg wants to achieve, so sharing and uh, connecting all knowledge. And if you look at semantic wikis, um, I inserted them into this slide. They were not on the slide in 2005 because they didn't exist at that time. Uh, they are at the place that I indicated in red with, uh, with this arrow. Um, so semantic wikis for me are one piece of software where the semantic web and the social software meet. So maybe we can now advance to slide seven. So actually, um, in analogy with the two uh, developments, social software and semantic web, I see two different perspectives on semantic wikis. The first one I call wikis for metadata, and the other one I call metadata for wikis. Um, now, be aware that this is not a clear separation, it's just tendencies. So uh, you cannot draw a straight line between these two different uh, approaches. Um, they they um, meet. Maybe we can advance to slide eight now. So what do I understand with wikis for metadata? Wikis for metadata is um, motivated in um, the observation that creating metadata on the semantic web is very difficult because it re requires domain knowledge on the one hand. So if I'm, a bio, uh, if I'm going to write an ontology about the biology, biology domain, I need to be a biologist. On the other hand, it re requires knowledge engineering skills. So I need to be able to create an owl ontology. I need to know what owl is. I need to uh, 
be able to formalize things and so on. And the tools that are nowadays in existence are very complicated and um, consequently insufficient for the task. And if you look around, most ontologies are either toy ontologies or in the area of computer science, or maybe in areas uh, which are very pressing, like medicine. So wikis for metadata means a simplified technological access to, to the creation of metadata, just like wikis simplified the creation of ordinary content, semantic wikis could simplify the creation of metadata. Wikis for metadata can also mean the collaboration of domain experts and knowledge engineers. Why not have a biologist and an ontologist collaborate on a wiki? And the biologist can, can fill the wiki with his knowledge, in, maybe in, only in human readable um, form, and the ontologist can then further formalize this knowledge. Um, wikis for metadata also has an interesting aspect um, because in wikis you have no versions. So the knowledge is dynamically evolving, um, knowledge models are evolving, we have parts that are more formalized, we have other parts that are not so much formalized, and this is actually very challenging for the semantic web, I would say. So now to the next, uh, to the second perspective on semantic wikis, maybe we can advance to slide nine. This is metadata for wikis. Um, if you look at wikis nowadays, you have huge amounts of digital content and you have a strong connection of the content, but this connection is only for presentation purposes. It's just hyperlinks. You can navigate between pages, but you cannot make any meaning out of these uh, connections. So the problem is there is a structure, but it's only used for presentation. It's not accessible by computers. And finding relevant content becomes very difficult. Integration and exchange of content and information also becomes very difficult. And um, the question is, why don't we make this knowledge accessible to the outside? And why don't um, we improve the way wikis work by using um, structures that are almost there and improving wikis in search and presentation in um, navigation and adaptation, personalization, and so on? And this is um, what I will come back to later. Can we advance to slide 10? So what are semantic wikis? For me, semantic wikis have uh, four aspects. The first one is annotation of existing structures with machine-readable data. Um, this is uh, backed by the observation that links actually carry meaning. So if I have a link from, um, say, Vienna to Austria, it means that Vienna is a city in Austria. It also means that Vienna is the capital of Austria. Uh, and this link between Vienna and Austria in Wikipedia has been set with a purpose. So it's not there just because of uh, having a link, it's there because it has a purpose. So since links carry meaning, it's easy to type links, and RDF almost comes naturally because it's triples. So um, triples are also links with a property in between. Um, so the step from a hyperlink to an RDF triple is very simple. Uh, the second aspect is typing of pages. So uh, this is what you have uh, for humans when you have categories in Wikipedia. Um, you can have the same by formalizing it using RDF um, type as a, uh, as a relation or by using even all classes if you like. The second aspect is context-dependent adaptation and presentation because different domains have different ways of presenting content. There might be personal preferences uh, and uh, specific presentations are always better than generic presentations. So a wiki is generic. 
but uh, maybe for filling a text form, I would like to have a more specific application. Or maybe for um, doing resource planning in a project, I would like to have a more specific application that guides me through the process. The third aspect is improved intelligent search and navigation. So I'd like to be able to, to query through the structure, to visualize the structure, to derive new information that I can derive from these structures, um, to make this accessible to uh, the machine and to the user. And the last aspect is improved interoperability between the systems, so that systems can start to exchange content, integrate different systems, agents, um, even on the, uh, on the open link open links data initiative, uh, maybe we can create a semantic um, web by linking semantic wikis. Um, advance to slide 11, please. So to give you an example of what semantic wikis um, can mean, we have, um, I'll start with links carry meaning. So you have here in the center of the slide you have Mozart, and Mozart is actually born in the city of Salzburg. So you could have an article in, wiki, in, in a wiki about Mozart, you could have, could have an article about Salzburg, and you have a hyperlink in between, and you can just say, just say this hyperlink also means that Mozart is born in Salzburg. Um, you could have another page about um, a piece of Mozart, um, the Figaro, and you could annotate this, the link from Mozart to this piece uh, with its creator of. So now, what could we do with the reasoning um, and that's the right part of the slide. So you have derived knowledge. By rule-based reasoning, we could easily infer all pieces of components spawn in Salzburg by just looking at these two links, these two kinds of links. Um, so reasoning could add a bit um, of information to semantic wikis, but would be very useful to users looking for content. On the left part of the slide, you have different perspectives. So I might be a musician. I might be interested in Viennese classic. I might be interested in the Figaro. I might also be an artist. So I see this uh, thing in the middle uh, mainly as a silver pencil drawing done by a certain artist called Stogis Stock. Or I might even be interested in history. So I'm inter interested in Mozart as a historical person. And in all these different perspectives, um, I could display the information differently. An artist might be interested to have more information about the picture, uh, a historian might be more interested in historical details about the person. <coughs> um, advance to slide 12, please, and then I'll hand over to Max. Yes, thank you. Thanks for the introduction to the topic. Now I'll go into the history of semantic wikis, uh, slide 13, which of course starts with the history of wikis. So the first wiki ever was started in 1995 by Ward Cunningham. And later on, he formulated some of his principles in the beginning, uh, which I have on the slide here. So he said that a wiki should be incremental, that pages can cite other pages and so on, including pages that have not been written, which was really an invention at that time, which is quite similar to the semantic web, where you have a network of concepts. Then maybe the most important uh, point is that a semantic, uh, that a wiki is organic, so structure and text content of the site are open to editing and evolution. Uh, left to a semantic wiki, that means that also the structure or the underlying ontologies should maybe be organic to be true wiki way. And the third point is that a wiki should be universal, so editing and organizing is the same thing. It's not like a data where 
one person sets up the structure and another one can fill the forms. Here it has to or should happen in the same kind of interface so that everybody is contributing content and structure. So for semantic wikis, this point becomes pretty important. And the other points are less important to semantic wikis. Interesting is maybe the tolerant. A wiki should always react in some way and not just throw an error message. And in some way, this monotonic reasoning of the semantic web mimics this. You can state whatever you want in RDFS. You never get exceptions. You only get maybe some weird inferences drawn. So the system keeps on trucking all the time. So in a way, some parts of the semantic web itself are in the wiki way already. Okay, slide 14. Quite some time later, the first semantic wikis emerged. The first one probably was the Platypus wiki from Paolo Castagna and others, which was presented at the ISWC 2004. And that was still a very primitive semantic wiki by today's standards. So it had one text box for the content and a second text box for metadata. So it wasn't so much integrated. The, the other first semantic wiki was the Wixar from David Almüller. <clears throat> and it immediately won the Best Demo Award, although even the concept semantic wiki was barely known to anybody. But it was so amazing to see how he used his semantic wiki to query for beers and strong beers that everybody just gave him the award. And WIC-SAR was simply a, a Perl script that was actually doing queries on the full text. It was not using a triple store at all. That's maybe fun to know. Okay, slide 15. Uh, I created some graphics using Google Trends and Google Site Search. So we see that Wikipedia became very popular starting 2005 maybe and even more popular. And maybe because of that, wikis also became popular. So as we see on slide 16, um, wikis became so popular that they even became more popular than blogs, for example. For some time, blogs were the complete hype, but in 2007, wikis took over and continued to become more and more popular. So wikis themselves are now quite established. Uh, slide 17. Uh, now on this slide, you have to watch out the scales are not comparable. They are completely different. So semantic wiki has a much lower scale than wiki, so the curves would not overlap at all. So as wikis became very, very popular, in the same time, interestingly, semantic web and ontology became less and less popular over time. But semantic wiki, the combination of the two, became more and more popular. So maybe that's mostly due to the popularity of the wiki, so, so to say to the application of technology. So nobody's interested in ontologies just for the ontologies, to, to have ontologies, but to actually use them in, for example, semantic wikis. Um, slide 18. And then 2006 and 2005, we had uh, the semantic wiki becoming a research topic. We had the first mailing list launched at the ISWC 2005. It all started. We planned the first workshop, ran it in 2006, and it was a huge success. There were about 50 or 60 attendees, and we had many submissions to for about a lot of semantic wiki engines. Then we had more workshops, and so we, we established that as a research field. Okay, slide 19. 
Uh, now I'll come to the state of the art in semantic wikis, and I'll repeat some of the things that Sebastian uh, explained in the introduction, but maybe explain it with a different angle, so I hope it will still be interesting. Uh, slide 20. So one of our first definitions of semantic wikis was that semantic wikis combine the strengths of semantic web and wikis. So semantic web is machine processable, so you can automate things. It's about data integration of multiple sources, and you can query the data in, in many unexpected ways to derive new knowledge from it. A wiki is easy to use and contribute. It's strongly interconnected and collaborative. So if you put the two things together, you get a semantic wiki. Actually, there's until today no clear definition of the term wiki and no clear definition of the term semantic wiki, but maybe that's part of the nature of the thing that it remains more a, a vague concept than crisp technology. Actually, it's more about the philosophy as Sebastian will explain later on. And also here I, I like to split the semantic wikis into two, two kinds. Uh, kind A, which adopts SD4W, is using semantic technologies for wikis. That's where most semantic wiki engines probably have to be put, where people use a wiki and then try to make it better by enhancing it, using some semantic technologies to make it the search better, the navigation better, whatever, to improve the wiki itself. And then some people in the semantic web do the second kind, the wiki for semantic technologies, where they say, hey, semantic technologies, here we have some problems too. We need ontology engineering, so we use a wiki where you can design concepts and then export that as an ontology for the next tool. Or we use, for example, Wikipedia to harvest all the concepts there and turn that into an ontology to use in a reasoner. Um, yeah, then slide 21. So it was always the observation of Sebastian and me that a semantic wiki is a bit like a semantic web in a petri dish. You have one application and some users, and you have already all problems the semantic web has to deal with, or most of them. For example, if you have many users in a semantic wiki that create concepts and relations and so on, how do you, how do you consolidate the vocabulary? And until today, I have not seen a really convincing solution, neither in the semantic web nor in a semantic wiki, where, where this gardening for concepts and relations is, um, is really dealt with well. And of course the main problem is if many people work together how to achieve consensus. In a wiki already that's hard. Um, to, to, to say this goes on this page, we should merge these two pages, we should have an extra page for this, no, what you write on this page is wrong. And it doesn't become better if you make it a semantic wiki. Maybe you can find inconsistencies more easily because you formalize them partially. But to really achieve consensus really demands up to discussion. Then you can have queries over multiple resources. In a semantic wiki, you can import existing semantic web data. Then you see that the ontologies won't match or have to deal with the mapping, or you export your data. And then there are some problems in semantic wikis where I think semantic wikis deal more with than other applications. For example, versioning in the semantic web is rarely dealt with. It's all more like, yeah, you fetch the most recent version from the URL and that's it. Versioning is not the core topic of the semantic web, but it has to be dealt with in semantic wikis. And then as soon as you want to use it in companies or wherever, 
they will demand for access rights, which also is dealt partially with in the semantic web in the launch. And trust. Can you trust the content on this page? Can you trust the content of this uh, semantic wiki page? Can you trust this link? Where does it come from? So that's also what semantic wikis have to deal with. So as you see, uh, semantic wiki is maybe like a semantic web in a petri dish, so it's interesting to study all the problems there. Okay, slide 22. Uh, this is a list of uh, interesting, still active, maintained semantic wiki engines, which we keep up to date on this uh, URL up there. So they're ordered by alphabet, as you can see, and they are quite different. So, for example, the ACE wiki focuses on natural language input or controlled English input, where a user adds formal data to the wiki not by using obscure syntax, but by using controlled English, which is a quite interesting approach. Then there's artificial memory that's um, built by Lars Ludwig, and that's a wiki dedicated for personal knowledge management to break texts up into small parts and manage these pieces efficiently. Then there's BowWiki that's completely dedicated to, for the biomedical domain to manage certain genes as far as understood. And then I looked up there already some Confluence plugins. So Confluence is uh, one of the most popular enterprise wikis. It's not a semantic wiki. But these, these plugins, metadata and scaffolding, go into that direction. So it's interesting to see that uh, even the commercial wikis become a bit semantic wikis already. So the topic is really still active. Then there's the Hypertext Knowledge Workbench. That's my tool, which is also about personal knowledge management. It's a bit like the artificial memory. Then there's EcoWiki, uh, built by Sebastian Schappert and his team. And EcoWiki already span a, a little ecosystem, so there's Swim, that's based on EcoWiki, and it's for mathematical knowledge, made by Christoph Lange. He should also be in the chat, I guess. And then there will be Kiwi, a successor of the EcoWiki. So Kiwi will be the center of the Kiwi project, which you will hear more about later in this session. Then there's OntoWiki, a PHP-based wiki that looks much more like a database, but a freeform one. You can easily create new fields, new, new stuff to your forms, and use it right away. And similar is OpenRecord. So OpenRecord also has a very impressive screencast somewhere on the web. So you can Google for that one. Then there's SweetWiki, completely dedicated to semantic tagging and also based on RDFA. That's also quite interesting. And then, of course, Semantic MediaWiki, which itself is just an extension to MediaWiki. But Semantic MediaWiki is today the most popular semantic wiki. And it also has spun a little ecosystem. For example, there's this Halo extension from Enterprise that adds some more support for browsing and refactoring. So there is some more refactoring for the concepts and relations coming for some semantic wikis. And then extensions to this extension that turn it into a semantic, into a freeform database, the semantic forms extensions, and many more extensions. And there are wikis like Swooki, which is a peer-to-peer -peer based semantic wiki, so quite advanced, where one semantic wiki is spread over multiple peers and still works. Um, so you see there's a quite huge breadth of semantic wiki engines. 
for different application domains, different technologies. Uh, yeah, these are the ones that I know that are still active. Maybe in the wild there might be five to ten more that I don't know of. So if you know them, please add them to the wiki page given in the URL. Slide 23. Uh, in the workshop in 2006, we had a session where we let all participants discuss their most pressing problems and questions. And uh, I'll briefly comment on them. So one question was, how is metadata created, actually? And then one question is about the incentives for creating. Why should anybody create formal data in a wiki or in a semantic web? In a semantic web, the benefit is not so high. So if I create my profile now, now what can I actually do with it? Not so much. But in semantic wikis, if I create some statements here and there, and it generates a nice list that I want to see automatically, then my incentive to create this formal data is much higher because I can, I can use my data. So semantic wikis that combine creation and usage of semantic data in one system are more likely to create formal data than other systems, I believe. Um, yeah, and one of the questions that kept arising in the metadata discussion was, okay, the URL of a page should not be the same as the URL of a concept, but one should refer to the other and so on. There's a huge debate on that on the semantic web on, under the term URI crisis, and there's a nice paper explaining all that that's called Cool URIs for the Semantic Web or something like this. And so the, the issue is mostly resolved. Then a second discussion group was around the metadata usage. Um, one was the idea of uh, to compute trust of a page. So, for example, if you record all authors, who started to edit when and what and how many authors are there, what happened to the page, can you then somehow compute, okay, I won't trust this page or not. Um, and as Sebastian explained, uh, Navigation and alternate views on the data is an interesting topic. So if you, a simple example, if you have some numbers, you can see them maybe as a table or as a chart. But there's, of course, more to alternative views. For example, aggregate views for the manager or more detailed views for somebody else. Then the, the hottest topic, for example, for, uh, for metadata probably was search, to have better search in wikis. Uh, which is also clear because if you have semantic web also there, search is a huge topic and if you formalize content in the semantic wiki, you can get derived knowledge and better question answers. For, for example, if you search for all persons, you might also get all people that are tagged as researchers. Also, nobody said that the research, so somebody said that researchers are persons, but not all persons in the wiki are maybe tagged or typed as persons. So you get better answers if you have some formal data. Uh, yeah, this maybe was also a good example for the automated content generation. Mm. And then, of course, ontology engineering in the wiki is really quite, uh, people like it. You can, you can use the semantic wiki, you can write down your concepts, you can interlink them, you can describe them in, in human-readable text, and you create formal statements for the ontology. So you can nicely combine discussion and emergence of the ontology uh, in a group of people. So that's sometimes also used. 
Then we had one group discussing why or for what are semantic wikis used, what's their specialty. But the consensus was more or less, well, they're used everywhere where you use normal wikis, but, but they're just better in some or different ways. So there's no clear case where uh, here I would use a normal wiki, here I would use a semantic wiki. This is not the case, so rather semantic wikis can be used mostly in, in all cases where wikis can be used. Um, then integration, there, there were some, some open issues. So for example, wikis are pretty heavy on text, on structured text, and RDF and structured text don't work so well together. So there's always the question, how do I link to a paragraph within the web page? So the web page has a clear URL, but the paragraph in that web page has not. You could use XPath expressions, which some researchers do. You could use other things. There's no clear consensus on this. And also there's no clear consensus on the common Wikimedia data ontology so that you can exchange content from one wiki to another one. For example, all, all pages, page titles, users, content. Of course, the different wiki syntaxes don't make it easier. But also for the metadata, this page was created by this author. There's no the one standard yet. That was 2006. Now we go to slide 24 and come to 2008. And the general observation was that it's much more application-oriented than before. So here we have some paper titles like um, extending the Magna semantic wiki to support workflows. So the Magna semantic wiki was presented in 2006, and now we saw the extension to a particular application domain. And the other topics were a bit similar into that direction. And there were few new semantic wiki engines um, presented. So it seems that the field has a bit settled and now goes more into the applications. I, for myself, personally, was a bit surprised in 2006 how much there had been, there was happening, how many different engines there are, how many people work on this. And I was slightly disappointed in 2006 to see that not as much has happened again. But the 2006 workshop, of course, gathered all the material of the years before, and the 2008 workshop had only then the 24 months in between. So it's clear that uh, I shouldn't have expected the same. Okay, so I hope I gave some overview. Then I suggest to move to slide 25, and Sebastian will explain the trends in semantic wikis. Okay, thank you, Max. Um, I now continue with uh, what I see as trends for semantic wikis and semantic wiki community. Uh, all what I'm now presenting is based on work that we have done in the preparation and in the first months of the project Kiwi, so don't be surprised if I often have references to Kiwi. Uh, it's what we've been working on in the, in the last 12 or 15 months or so. so. Don't be surprised, and some of these ideas are really visionary and maybe a bit of a surprise to you. Maybe we can advance to slide 26 now. So I um, divided the trends into three different categories. The first one is application areas. So what kinds of application areas can be addressed by semantic wikis? The second one is platform. So what kind of software will semantic wikis develop into? What uh, will a semantic wiki look like maybe in two or three years? 
Um, and the third one is technology. So what kinds of technological developments and improvements um, will influence Semantic Wikis? What will we see? And which areas are challenging um, for Semantic Wikis and maybe also for the Semantic Web community as a whole? Can we advance to slide 27 and start with application areas and 28? To give you an overview over the four application areas I'll be quickly talking about. The first one is knowledge management, maybe the most important one, at least for me. The second one is the semantic Wikipedia, or maybe a bit broader, the semantic encyclopedia. The third application area is e-learning, and the fourth one is ontology engineering. Slide 29. Knowledge management is for me actually really the primary application area because um, in well, knowledge management is a very fuzzy term, but uh, for me it, it means um, sharing of knowledge and semantic wikis are accompanied by a trend from uh, knowledge is power to sharing is power. So in previous, um, in, in the last decades, um, it was important to have knowledge because knowledge was power and uh, you didn't share knowledge because the knowledge was your power. Um, and knowledge management systems were actually concerned with convincing people to uh, to make their knowledge explicit uh, and trying uh, with the purpose of making them well to to maybe uh, overemphasize it to to make them uh, redundant so that they can be replaced in case of sickness or maybe even fired. Uh, and this was the wrong approach to knowledge management. So nowadays it's more going to sharing is power, uh, knowing whom knows what, um, sharing the things that are relevant for working together in the, in the team and so on. And the key issue in knowledge management is, so wikis are uh, nowadays widely used for knowledge management, but the key issue is supporting the use of semantic technologies because um, wikis by themselves, they don't provide um, any support whatsoever. I often say that wikis are like an, like an empty piece of paper. So you can, you can write anything in it. You can be very creative. You can uh, share all knowledge that you want to, but you are not supported by the system at all. Um, slide 30, please. So to give you a few examples where uh, knowledge management in semantic wikis could be useful, these are um, actually some of the use cases we have in the Kiwi project. So the first one is in the area of software engineering. Um, for software engineers, it would be important to connect software documentation. For example, you have design documents, you have code documentation, you maybe have um, user feedback, you might have done design studies, mock-ups, and so on, about certain components with the relevant bug reports, and so that developers can get a summary of uh, uh, his tasks so that he can easily identify um, when, he's, when he's looking um, at a bug, he should be um, able to identify what kind of software component is affected, what is the documentation for the software component, what have been the requirements, and so on. So this is uh, one scenario. The second one is uh, actually a different use case in the area of project management. Um, so it would be necessary to allow project managers, uh, especially in consultancies, but nowadays many companies are working project-oriented um, to share the project knowledge. So examples could be to look for projects that are similar to mine or to generate instances of all relevant quality management process definitions for my project setup. And as you can see, this is already knowledge that needs to be very formal. If, it, if, 
it's involving quality management. Um, the processes have, have to be formalized, and um, the semantic web looks very um, promising to model these kinds of knowledge. We are not sure whether we can solve this, but um, semantic wikis could be a good tool for that. Slide 31. I have uh, two further examples. Uh, another one would be to allow project managers to modify a project work plan in different ways. So instead of just viewing a wiki page, it would be nice to have a more specific view that that is uh, more tailored towards uh, the, t the actual task. So if you're modeling a resource plan, it would be nice to have a table or maybe even a Gantt diagram, which I can modify in visual ways. And ideally, this also has a direct connection to the enterprise resource planning system so that, um, that actually the resource planning also gets updated in SAP or maybe in a vision or whatever. And then um, a fourth use case could be different views on the same content. A head of department would uh, usually get a different view on the, on the project than the project manager, and the project team member might also get a different view than the project manager himself. Slide 32. So what are challenges in knowledge management with semantic wikis? First one is uh, to provide different perspectives on the same content, to provide visualizations, different ways of editing, entering data, and so on. The second one would be integration with existing tools. And this is a really hard topic because uh, in knowledge management, um, in enterprises, there's already a lot of tools available and uh, these need to be integrated. For example, um, software engineering companies are running bug checking systems like Jira or uh, they are running other wikis, they are running a company block and so on. And I think here, here the semantic web can help a lot also with the first topic, but particularly with the integration of, uh, of content, because the semantic web is uh, one of the main topics of the semantic web is actually integration. Uh, also, knowledge management requires heavy support for the user, so this means um, we could do a, uh, we, we could use a lot of reasoning, we could use calculation, uh, personalization, and so on. Uh, and maybe the fourth challenge is more um, an observation. Enterprise environments are often very formal, and somehow this is in contradiction with the wiki philosophy, but maybe that's, a, that's not only concerning semantic wikis, but also wikis as a whole. But maybe semantic wikis can make it easier for companies that are nowadays very formal to adopt the wiki principles. Slide 33, please. Um, the semantic Wikipedia um, is a completely different area. It's also about knowledge, but it's... Uh, but it's different. So it's making uh, it, it's it's about making the wisdom of the crowds that you have in Wikipedia accessible to machines. In Wikipedia, we are gathering maybe the largest uh, repository of uh, content information and knowledge of uh, humankind um, that we ever had, and it's uh, really a pity that this information is not available in structured form so that we can access it uh, using semantic web tools. Um, but this application area is not actually restricted to Wikipedia. It, it's not even restricted to wikis uh, as technology, so I have a few slides on platform later. It could also mean other kinds of social software applications that are generating lots of um, knowledge and content. Slide 34, please. What are challenges in uh, the semantic Wikipedia um, 
context. The first one is that it requires a high performance and scalability, so a consequence is that there's little reasoning involved because you need uh, essentially real-time uh, performance, so you cannot wait five minutes until a web page loads. That's simply a, a no-go. And another challenge is that the community, which is very active and which is very Web 2.0, they are practitioners, um, the grassroots com community, and they need to be convinced that uh, semantic web features are actually beneficiary to them. So um, we have to show them that um, adding metadata to the semantic Wikipedia gives them immediate benefit without sacrificing too much beyond maybe a few minutes. Slide 35, that's another topic, learning. So wikis are also used in learning in, in a lot of uh, different contexts. I just collected a few ideas that came to my mind. First one is e-portfolio systems. So an e-portfolio is concerned with collecting learning artifacts um, that are generated during the learning process of a learner, of a student. And uh, they are uh, a very important aspect of e-portfolio systems is the, re the reflection on the learning and what uh, kind of knowledge you uh, gained during your learning process. So semantic wikis can help there a lot because they can uh, give you more structures. They can align uh, the learning artifacts with maybe a curriculum. They can help you search for learning artifacts that you had. They can help you connect learning artifacts and thus help in the reflection. A second aspect is collaborative storytelling. That's also valid from, for ordinary wikis, but semantic wikis can also um, support the narrative, support the navigation, and just make it easier for people to use them. And a third aspect that is also very important is personal development planning uh, and alignment with the actual achievements. So what, what we once in, in some projects thought, thought about was to use a wiki as a huge repository of learning artifacts, of learning material, and then um, a coach or tutor can come and develop um, a plan, a curriculum, or maybe pass through the knowledge in, uh, in the repository and offer this to students, and students can then align this with their personal uh, development plan and try to identify uh, what kinds of um, things they need to learn to achieve a certain goal. What are challenges? This is slide 36. Um, so uh, this requires functionalities that current wikis cannot provide. For example, for collaborative text writing, um, tools like Google Docs are much more, uh, much better suited because they allow instant collaboration while uh, usually wikis and thus also semantic wikis require that um, people are actually synchronized with each other. So if two people are working at the same time on content, uh, this is not working in wikis. So wikis are collaborative, but they are not as collaborative as Google Documents. And learning also requires lots of metadata for the planning. Um, slide 37, please. That's the third um, application area, ontology engineering. And the goal here would be to make ontology development simpler and to allow knowledge workers and ontology engineers to collaborate in one system. So that's what I already mentioned in, in the introduction. Um, slide 38, um, what are challenges? 
the two challenges I see here is uh, first to allow different perspectives on the same content because you have um, different people working on, on the content. You have an ontology engineer who is very used to uh, working with ontology, so he would like to have an ontology view. And then you have a domain expert, a knowledge worker, and he would like to have a domain-specific view or at least a wiki view. And these are, um, in many cases, completely different because ontology engineers need different tools than domain experts. And an important aspect in ontology engineering is that a wiki that should support ontology engineering needs support for ontologies, of course, and it, of course, needs support for reasoning. And I don't know which kind of reasoning, at least the reasoning that is required for ontology, um, stuff like uh, LDL reasoning, but my, maybe also rule-based reasoning. Slide 39, please. I'm now switching to um, a second trend, and that's the platform trend, and it becomes a bit visionary here. Slide 40. Um, so what means semantic wiki as a platform? It means to apply the wiki philosophy rather than the technology. Technology-wise, a wiki is very uninteresting because it's just, well, um, every master student can write a, a, a wiki in maybe one week. Um, but the wiki philosophy also holds for other web 2.0 and social web applications. So semantic wiki as a platform means breaking information and system boundaries. It means integrating information and giving different perspectives on the same information. And it means semantic wikis as a generic platform for developing many different kinds of social web applications. Slide 41. I'd like to uh, repeat the wiki as a philosophy, so the wiki principles to allow anyone to edit. Um, wikis are also easy to use. The wiki content is easy to link. Wikis support versioning of all changes, and wikis support all media. And actually, if you look at, uh, at wikis as a philosophy, you can easily see that this also holds for other social software applications. It holds, for example, for blogs. It holds for um, social networking platforms to some extent. It holds um, basically for, even for Flickr. You could you could see that there's much of this already in it. So anyone can edit its um, versioning. You can link between things. You have different kinds of media. It's easy to use. So wiki as a philosophy is more than just the Wikipedia that you know. So, slide 42. What do I mean with breaking information and system boundaries? It, uh, I mean integration of different kinds of content in one system. You have wiki text, you can have photos, you can have code, you could have movies, um, you could have structured information, um, database information, and so on. Um, it means different perspectives on the same content. You could have a wiki perspective, and you could have a blog perspective and a social networking perspective and uh, what I call tagged perspective, I'll show you later. Um, but this is all the same content, actually. It's not only a similar system. It can also be the same content. One person might prefer a wiki style, another one might prefer a blog style, but the technical principles are the same, and the content can even also be the same. And what I also mean by wikis as philosophy and breaking system boundaries is that users actually can edit the system behavior, not only the content. So they could provide new functionality, new visualizations, new user interfaces. Uh, for example, this could mean just widgets. There's a nice service called Assembly uh, developed by Sun, 
which allows uh, users to edit widgets in the wiki style. It could mean custom layouts, but it could also mean that users are adding rules to the system that uh, allow to de derive new knowledge and allow to define system behavior. And of course, other users can opt to not uh, make use of these uh, or maybe modify these for their personal use and so on. Slide 43, please. Just to give you an example, this is um, the current state of the Kiwi early prototype system. It has a wiki view. You can access it at the URL below. I forgot to add a slash Kiwi at the end. You have the link on the wiki of the Ontolog um, page. Slide 44, you can see a different view on actually the same content. So it, it's uh, screenshots I took yesterday. It's the same content, just visualized in a different form in, on a Google map. Tagit is an application um, that has been uh, developed by uh, technically by me and the ideas from a colleague of mine. And what we are doing here is that we can just annotate pages, uh, annotate locations on a map with uh, page or wiki uh, similar to wiki content and actually you can in the current TV system use the same content um, just as wiki pages and navigate in between. Um, slide 45 please. Um, a block, I don't have an image for that but you could easily imagine that you um, order entries to the wiki in block style ordered by creation time instead of ordering them in a wiki style. Slide 46, social networking. Um, this, the user information in the wiki could also be used as a basis for social networks. So um, I could imagine a wiki that that is also support uh, that also has support for tagging. Um, if I also have semantic meta information, I know who annotated what kind of content with what kind of metadata, and I could use this information. Um, as a basis for social networking. I could even use it as a basis for forming user models for personalization. I, I could represent information in the social network using SOF data, and it's just another perspective on the same data, actually. So there's not much data added um, to a semantic wiki to allow social networking. Slide 47, that's an, that's an example uh, Community Equity is a system developed by Sun Microsystems for their own internet, and it's actually a valuation system for the community content uh, inside the internet. So content can be rated by users. That's what they call information equity. Um, content can also be tagged, and the tags inherit information equity, so it becomes tag equity. The users inherit the information equity for the content they cre created, so they get contribution e equity and get more important and get more reputation in the system because others rated their content as good. So this would also be uh, an approach to address trust in um, semantic wiki systems. And also users can inherit tag equity for the tags of their content, and this results in uh, what some calls skills equity. So this could, um, um, so if I'm contributing a lot of pages to the internet that describe semantic wikis and that are tagged with the tag semantic wiki, and other people rate my own contributions very high, I get a very high skill equity for the topic, or the tag semantic wiki. Slide 48, please. The third technology, uh, the, the third trend I see in technology, and these are actually many smaller trends. Slide 49, please. 
I'd like to shortly repeat uh, what Max mentioned earlier, Semantic Wikis as a petri dish for the Semantic Web. Semantic Wikis is a testbed for the Semantic Web. Uh, why is this? Semantic Wikis, in my opinion, connects the real world with the Semantic Web. Semantic Wikis are the Semantic Web in small, you could say, because uh, the Wiki is a web in small, so the Semantic Web is uh, the Semantic Wiki is the Semantic Web in small. And the semantic wikis share many common properties with the semantic web. Um, most technologies developed on the semantic web uh, can also uh, can thus also be used and evaluated in semantic wikis. So my challenge to the semantic web community is: if it's not useful in semantic wikis, it is not useful at all. That's a hard challenge, but uh, I stick to it. Um, slide 50, please. Uh, I uh, numbered a few challenges now. The first one is proof benefit. Um, the semantic web and the semantic wikis must show how they are beneficial to ordinary users. And I see that there are many uh, things that semantic wikis can provide, but uh, the semantic web also has to provide the technology for it. Slide 51. Challenge 2. Uh, use interfaces. Users like simple interfaces. All users like simple interfaces. It's not even, uh, it's not only stupid users or um, users that are uh, that, that are far from technology, even um, very experienced users like simple interfaces. Um, and tools like Protégé are way too complicated. I don't use Protégé because it's way too complicated. Um, I, it takes too, long, too uh, much time to build an ontology. So um, the question is how to do as much semantics as possible with as little user exposure as possible. Users shouldn't even need to care really about semantics. The system should do as much as possible automatically. And that's also um, actually a challenge that Nova Spivak in a recent talk presented um, that I found very interesting. Slide 52, please. Uh, challenge three for me is personalization. If I have a semantic wiki and if I can create social networks and I create user models by observing user behavior and if I have tags, uh, I have a lot of semantic data and this data offers the possibility to personalize the way content is, is presented to the user. I can have preferences, I can have observed behavior, I can include the context of the user. If I know that the user is a biologist, he's probably more likely um, to uh, to use a biology um, domain view on the content that uh, biologists are more used to than maybe someone who's coming from computer science. So personalization is a very important thing. It's, it can also be a way to prove benefit. Slide 53, challenge four is tagging. Users like tagging. And for various reasons, so simplicity is of course one. The, um, another, another one is that there's a low cognitive barrier that's, uh, that's been shown in uh, several articles. So um, users tag, uh, tagging is much easier than annotating with metadata. And the question here is how can we lift uh, the non-semantic tags to the semantic web? And how can we connect tags with semantic uh, structures? This is actually not limited to wikis, like all, uh, all the other, all challenges are not limited to wikis, as I said. Tagging is also relevant outside wikis. Slide 54, please. That's challenge five. Max already mentioned it. Revisions and versioning. And versioning is actually, as I mentioned earlier, an essential aspect of the wiki philosophy. 
if I cannot do versioning, I don't make, uh, I, I'm not able to attract as many users if I, uh, as if I could do versioning. But versioning with metadata is much, much harder than uh, only with textual content. It looks um, simple on a first glance, but if you, uh, if you take into account that there might be many, many versions um, that are interdependent because uh, you're versioning a network, actually, then it becomes uh, really a mess. And this is something that has to be dealt with also on the semantic web. Slide 55. Challenge 6 is reasoning. How can reasoning support users? What kinds of reasoning are useful in semantic wikis? I have a guess. Uh, Rule-based reasoning is much more interesting than uh, ontology reasoning. And especially how can I deal with performance issues? Um, because as I mentioned with the semantic Wikipedia example, um, reasoning in semantic wikis needs to be close to real time. <coughs> this might even mean that I sacrifice um, maybe completeness probably not correctness, but I could sacrifice completeness for um, for having better performance. Slide 56, please. That's challenge 7, um, reason maintenance. That's maybe a term that not many of you have heard. It's also called um, truth maintenance uh, or belief maintenance. Um, and, and it's concerned about what rules are the justification for a triple. Why has a certain triple been inferred by the reasoner? And how can results of reasoning be explained to users? To give you an example, um, suddenly, because of some personalization rule, the background of the wiki page, page turns purple because the rule says that all pages that are concerned with, with foo should be rendered as purple. And the user needs to be able to get an explanation for this. And an example where this is already done very successfully is that Amazon is now uh, providing with each recommendation a link why was this recommended to me and it, you can click on it and you, you see uh, this has been recommended to you because you bought a book on, on this and because uh, it's on uh, a similar book is on your wish list and so on. So um, you need to explain users why uh, certain things happen automatically. Slide 57 please. Um, that's challenge 8, permissions, trust and provenance. Um, that's, act that's actually the big outstanding issue of the semantic web that has not uh, has hardly been addressed uh, at the moment. Um, I think reputation systems can help a lot, like the community equity I uh, mentioned earlier. And uh, one of the issues is that actually this is metadata about metadata, and it becomes a bit um, more difficult if you're dealing with such kinds of data. Slide 58. I quickly introduce you into Kiwi and what kinds of challenges we are already addressing there so um, that you can stay tuned. Um, Kiwi means knowledge in a wiki and we are addressing several application areas, namely software knowledge management. Um, I, have an, I had an example from that one. We are also addressing project knowledge management. Peter Dolok, who is also in the, uh, in the conference, is working on this one. Um, how to support project managers in documenting project knowledge. Um, and we also have a showcase where we try to demonstrate that uh, the system, a system like a semantic wiki can also serve as a platform for developing other kinds of semantic social software systems. Slide 59, so which, are, which technologies are we addressing? We are addressing personalization. We are um, addressing tagging. 
we are also partly addressing reason maintenance. Um, we are not too much into trying to explain in uh, human readable terms why something happened, but at least we want to list the rules why some derivations have been done. Kiwi also addresses rule-based reasoning, and Kiwi also has a proposal for versioning and transactions. This is implemented but undocumented. So uh, in my group, we are more software engineers, and uh, we just implemented it but didn't yet think too much about writing an article. So slide 60, just to give you an uh, give you pointers, uh, Kiwi is available at the URI given on the slide. And on slide 61, I'd like to hand back to Max. So hi. So thanks for listening so far. That was the main content. Then um, I give a brief overview over the next part of the Semantic Wiki mini series that are coming. So on slide 62, we have the next two set sessions. Um, we have some tentative dates on the 20th of November for session two on semantic wiki technologies where we plan to go deeper into the topic by presenting more in-depth some semantic wiki engines. And one session later, semantic wiki technology two in December, we then plan to go even deeper by looking into extensions of semantic wiki engines um, to really cover the technology space. Then slide 63. Uh, the next two sessions then are more on the use cases, on what's actually being done with the semantic wiki. So first, the idea is to look in vertical applications like healthcare, life science, and e-science, uh, and more, and to let people explain why and how they use the semantic wiki in their use case. Then in February, we plan to talk about horizontal applications like knowledge management and software engineering. And uh, slide 64. Uh, then we will have the last session planned so far about the future of semantic wikis where we try to wrap up all the points made before and collect it and have a panel discussion. And if the session runs well, I mean, the whole mini-series, then maybe we will schedule even more sessions. Depends on, on you, the audience, how much content we have all together. So that's the, the main content part. Then on slide 62, the next two sessions we have, we're still looking for a chair. And to confirm the panelists. So, Peter, maybe we can do that in the chat, but also we should maybe take some questions concerning the content. Yes, I, I guess uh, let's take questions, and we probably want to discuss the speakers individually with the potential speakers. Most of these names were people who had offered uh, to present during our September 18 planning session, but obviously they didn't know the dates uh, during that time, so we will have to work some with one-on-one -on -one and others uh, on the mailing list. Uh, I guess let's go to the uh, questions and answers. Uh, the best way to get into a queue is first to log into the chat session. Uh, for those who who are not already in the chat session, uh, you can get onto the chat session 
by clicking on the link uh, near the top where it says on online chat session. If you click on that, uh, you will be able to bring up the chat session and you can see a whole bunch of people there. Uh, I have two hands. Uh, I guess the first one was from Gary uh, Burke Cross. Gary, actually, if you click your button again, I mean, your your question, your your hand will will sort of uh, come down. Right. Oh, I guess it wasn't you. Then uh, we now have uh, two people queued up: uh, Yaron, Corin, and Gary. So, uh, Yaron, go ahead. Yeah, my question was about that that challenge of the uh, of things only things that are that are relevant semantic are relevant in the semantic web or something along those lines. Um, I mean, one of the key points of the semantic web is that you can use data from a lot of different places um, at the same time and aggregate it. Or should not be sure. <laughs> comes from one data source. Uh, so how, how do you, um, what do you, how do you respond to that? Um, I think this is addressed to me since I put the challenge. Um, so Max presented on, on one of the slides uh, the list of wiki engines and there's actually one who is, uh, which is actually addressing this issue using semantic web technologies. So if you go back to slide, um, Which one is it? Slide 22. You have, um, there's Swooki, which is a peer-to-peer -peer based semantic wiki developed by a nice colleague called Sala Scarf-Molly in uh, France. And she's actually working on integrating content from different uh, wiki systems into one and how to distribute the information you put into uh, um, a wiki that um, has the information gathered from other places, uh, how to distribute it again correctly. So the scenario you mentioned is actually one of uh, the things that are useful in Semantic Wiki, so I would say this meets the challenge. <laughs> okay. Hello? Yes? Oh, okay, am I, am I still logged uh, Okay. Right. Uh, I, I, that's a... Uh, that's one example of a semantic wiki. All the others don't allow that. And, and, and I don't how that would work. How can you edit customer sources? Um, I'm, uh, I'm only hearing you interrupted. I don't know whether what the reason hey, is. Okay, yes, Max, I said I maybe another take at the question is the, the challenge made by Sebastian was if there's some kind of technology that does not work in a semantic wiki, then it's of no use. <clears throat> and if you can display multiple knowledge sources in, in one coherent view, that is, of course, a big plus for semantic wiki engines. Although not many semantic wiki engines do it today, uh, it definitely benefits, so it would be useful, so that sort of meets the challenge too. I put the link into the chat about Swookie. Yes, thank you, Sebastian. Uh, are you reasonably happy with the answer, Yaron? Uh, maybe we can go to the next uh, hand. Uh, Gary Burkcross. Yes. Go ahead. Yes. Uh, I had a simple question. 
Um, back around um, slide 53, I think you were talking about tagging, and you made the point that uh, it would be better for the system to do it than to have the humans provide the semantics, but that seems to, to me that that would lead to poor semantics and inconsistent semantics, uh, perhaps. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? Um, yes, I can. So um, there's several things to doing things automatically. Uh, one, th one thing you can do easily is to to make use of metadata that is already created. So one example is uh, digital images. You have lots of access metadata, IPTC uh, metadata in it already that you can easily use. Uh, it's just not done. And if you look around in the industry, there's very sophisticated cameras uh, in the broadcasting uh, sector that even take GPS information, uh, that even um, force a cameraman to add categories and topics um, to, the, to the video they are um, uh, taking. Um, but this metadata currently is just dropped in the industry. So you could use that one, and this, this metadata is precise. Then, of course, there's uh, the topic of information extraction. Um, it, it, uh, we all know that information extraction only works to a certain extent. It, it has errors. It uh, produces the wrong uh, annotations. But um, the interesting um, thing here is with wikis, you can ask the user. You can interact with the user, and uh, maybe you could differentiate between user-generated tags and automatically added tags, and then there are users that revise them. So this would be my uh, my answer to this. Yes, kind of, a little, little follow-up, uh, maybe, uh, which is if you're using something like RDF that people might have generated metadata, um, there could be inconsistent uses of the tags that are involved in the uh, the RDF, and so that's so the system generator just starts to use it, but in an automated fashion. But the the properties and relationships might be very different between different uh, people who generated those RDFs. Yes, but so is life. <laughs> um, and that's something the semantic web community is, uh, in my opinion, not aware of enough. And uh, there's, there are some reasons, uh, uh, some directions about inconsistency reasoning, about um, uncertainty reasoning, and, and so on. And um, actually, the world is full of inconsistencies. If you look around, I have, uh, uh, I have we can have different opinions. I can say the weather is good. You can say the weather is bad, and we are referring to the same weather. Um, so. Uh, actually, the world is like this, and semantic wikis just reflect this, and the semantic web actually has to come up with solutions. Thank well, you. Well, yes, Max, FZI, so certainly what you should do is to track where you got what knowledge from. So, for example, in tagging sites, you should remember who tagged what, and in case of inconsistencies, maybe prefer your own tags over the tags of your colleagues or so on. Thank you. Uh, next in line is Harold Sobrick. Harold? Yeah, I wanted to uh, dive in a bit more to both uh, Yaron's and, and, and Gary's comments. Um, the semantic web community um, has, in, in, in at least various niches, developed um, you know some some quasi-standard accepted tags and relationships and what have you. And I think one of the challenges for the semantic media wiki community is going to be using those tags, whether they're just general friend-of-a-friend tags, um, Dublin Core annotations, or, or whether they're very specific from communicate, uh, communities like um, all of the, um, the gene ontology and um, um, some of the, the other things that go on. And I, I, I think it would 
it would behoove us greatly to figure out how to wiki enable or semantic wiki enable that stuff so that when you are talking about the same thing, you have a fighting chance. Uh, similarly, um, we've been, uh, this, uh, the other, another community is the uh, registry, uh, open ontology registry. And, and once new tags and new knowledge is generated, it would be a crying shame if we couldn't share them across wikis or across wiki implementations because we used our, our own language and um, you know, we, we got stuck with RDF that didn't have mapping. So I, I would encourage uh, the semantic uh, media wiki or the semantic wiki community um, to, to look at how one might federate a, a, a registry of the, of the formal knowledge in the background. Um, yeah, so that's more like a proposal, I would uh, agree. And actually this fits well with the comment I made about open linked data. So I think open linked data is also um, an initiative that we need to look into with the semantic wiki community. Uh, I guess I'm next in line for a question. I I, I actually uh, want to take issue on Sebastian's uh, slide 51 uh, on things being hard. And obviously, people do want uh, things to be easy, especially the masses. I mean, the the, the bulk of the users, but but. It's real life that not everything is easy. Uh, we can say accounting is not easy, or, or medicine is not easy, engineering is not easy, or designing CPU chips is not easy. But but that is it's, it's not that's not a good reason to do away with it. Uh, and and it's, your slide sort of points to, for example, proto-shaping difficult or uh, ontological engineering uh, in general. Uh, that's why uh, Ontolog is a, a community of ontologists uh, and standards developers and people who are generally uh, sort of have an affinity to those areas. So I just wanted to point out, I mean, obviously in the wiki philosophy, uh, this wiki means fast, then maybe, I mean, there are situations that just wikis will not be able to handle, but uh, that should not sort of constitute a reason uh, to reject them. Uh, okay. Um, I, added, I added this actually to provoke you a bit, of course. Um, I, would, um, I would answer with, uh, with a question. If I had said to you, 15 years ago um, that editing a web page becomes very simple, uh, then, then you would, looked at, uh, would have looked at me um, probably very crazy. And now I just click on edit. So I would see a similar trend um, could come in, in ontology engineering. Instead of using complicated tools that are very uh, close to the data structures, I could see tools that are as easy to use as, a, as clicking edit in a wiki and uh, just entering the information. That's what I meant with easy to use and simple interface.
other areas. If you uh, look into photography, photography is revolutionized. Even the, uh, also the printing press is revolutionized. So the Internet is changing many things, and uh, computer technology is changing uh, things very quickly. And I think the same um, also holds for ontology engineering. It's not that I'm against ontology engineering, not at all. It's uh, just that I would like to see tools that are much simpler. Well, well said. Uh, yes, Max, I, yeah, I, 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 I would I like to add a second answer to that. Oh, please. So first of all, um, ontology engineering has to become easier because the other topic that we deal with, like biology, uh, medicine, engineering, that where we have to actually apply the knowledge is already hard. So our head is already used a lot. So the tool must be easy to use because we don't have any spare cognitive resources to now also deal with that. So that's a need for a simple-to-use tool simply because of the hard topics. But on the other hand, if the tool is very simple and only allows to do tags, for example, only things have tags and tags have no meaning at all, then we cannot expect the machine to, to add semantics to our resources. So there's still the garbage in, garbage out principle. The key challenge is to let the user decide how much semantics to put in. Maybe a simple tag is just enough for now. Maybe just adding some plain text. Maybe turning it into a more formal statement later. Maybe the user does not have to know all details of OWL. Maybe some part of the OWL ontology core concept, like class hierarchy. Maybe that's enough for the task. And then the user interface shouldn't show anything else. That's also a way of making things easy to use and still be semantic. But if you just click on text and then behind guess a class hierarchy, then that might not be a proper class hierarchy to be used in other tools. So I do believe on the garbage in, garbage out principle too. I think that's really the holy grail here too, to make the maximum semantics out of the user interaction without guessing garbage. Well said. And I, I agree with both of you. I mean, not that we disagree in, in, any, uh, in any way I mean, to start with, uh, but thank you. I just wanted to make sure I, I have a chance to bring up the point. So going to our next uh, person with her hands up, uh, Liz. That's Elizabeth. Hi. Um, I work in the social sciences, not the computer science, and I um, was interested in what you had to say about trust. and thought maybe you could say a little bit more because trust is a very fluid kind of uh, concept. It's dynamic. It changes over time. It has different layers of trust, and it has to do with people's comfort level. And I'm not sure exactly how you um, make rules to govern issues like trust. Um, can you say a little bit more about how semantic wikis or web deal with that issue? Okay, so trust is a very uh, hard issue because it's a social issue. It's uh, something you cannot entirely solve by technology, in my opinion. It's something you you have to, uh, in the end, um, put into the hands of the user. But technology can support it, and I already briefly introduced you into um, this community equity system that is proposed by some. Um, which deals about, uh, well, which is basically a very sophisticated reputation system. Um, of course, this can uh, can also be cheated, but it's very hard 
compared to um, other things. And in the end, um, there's again also a cultural change and it uh, requires people to become more competent in usage of media. Trust also is an issue for normal web pages, not only for the semantic web. In the semantic web, it just becomes more complicated because uh, you get reasoning. Um, and reasoning derives new knowledge and you don't know where, um, for, for which reasons this knowledge was derived. So reason maintenance is also a tool to help in trust and uh, provenance because it shows you why a certain information has been derived. what I would add. Yes, anything to add, Max, uh, to that answer? Uh, no. Good well, answer. Thank you very much for responding to my question. It, it, it was a very interesting presentation. Thank, thank you. I, I still have Gary's hand, hand up. Uh, Gary, do you have another question or... Uh, you just haven't had a chance to lower your hand. No? Okay, uh, one more round. Uh, last chance. If you have a question, uh, try to raise your hand by pressing the hand button in the chat session. Uh, if there... Uh, no, no, uh, no one from the chat session has further questions. Let's ask everyone else on the phone. Uh, now it's sort of free for all. Uh, if you have a question now, press star three and uh, test your voice and speak up. I'll wait to five. If not, then let us hand the session back to our co-chairs uh, for a wrap-up uh, of the session. Okay, back to you, uh, Sebastian and Max. Okay, so we are supposed to give a wrap-up. Um, so, semantic wikis, I think, have uh, established in the, in the recent years. There are a lot of systems that have been developed, they are following different um, strands, so one strand is metadata for wikis, the other one is wikis for metadata, but these trends are also converging. Um, for the future, I see many different application areas. I also see semantic wikis as a platform, and I also see semantic wikis as a testbed for testbedding semantic web technology. That's what I'd like to summarize. Yeah, Max said that I can maybe only summarize it by saying the same in different words. So what makes Semantic Wikis interesting is that they are both a creator and a consumer of semantic data. That's why they are so interesting in the semantic web. And they are pretty good on the challenge of making the maximum out of the user input to, to allow the, give the user the freedom of creating data, metadata, in the granularity and formality that the user wants. But I also think there is still a lot of room for improvement. And in some ways, I'm quite amused about how popular wikis have become. So even in, in many companies where they have 
lots of well-designed, very expensive software, suddenly they use wikis or semantic wikis as their intranet because all the other software turned out to be too, too hard to change, too hard to adapt to their needs. So the flexibility of wikis seems to be a core point. So they, the, they tackle the long tail of software development of applications because they can shape quickly into all kinds of use cases. And so does the semantic web cover the long tail of data models. If you know exactly what you want to do, you use a database. But if things change quickly, you probably use a triple store and semantic web application. And because of these two reasons, I see semantic wikis and semantic web co-developed together uh, a lot. On that note, let's close today's session. Uh, we look forward to everyone to join us again in the next session of this series. And judging from the enthusiastic response on our planning session and on today's session, I'm sure we are looking forward to a really useful and beneficial uh, mini-series for the entire community, and let's thank our co-chairs and co-presenters today for a most wonderful uh, survey of the landscape and the state of the art in Semantic Wikis. So, see, see you all again in November. Bye-bye. Okay. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Thank you all for joining. Bye.